1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So There's a protest being organized for Sunday. Sunday, November 6th at half past 12 on the grounds of CUMH. Among the groups organizing it is AIMS, the Association for Improvements in, in uh, Emergency Services. I um, mean maternity services, beg your pardon, and it's to do with a change in the rules on home birth. We covered this a few months ago. Uh, the rules have changed on on home birth. The HSE now wants to restrict home birth to those living within thirty minutes blue light distance of a maternity unit. So effectively, within the thirty mile radius. Of CUMH, if we're looking at the core context. 30 mile radius of CUMH. They say it's the safest way to do it. I'm joined by Maria O'Sullivan from Ames, Ireland, and indeed by Mary Cronin, who is a self employed community midwife uh, based in, in the county. Uh, good morning to you both.
0: Good morning, Maria.
2: Maria, I'll start with you. Um, to a layperson, um, and it would look like the HSE is interested in. Well, have a home birth. You're more than welcome to a home birth. It's your right to have a home birth. But should something go wrong, wouldn't it be better that you be as with as quickly as possible able to get to a hospital?
0: Sorry, did you say my Talk name? To, to you, Mary Maria. Said, yeah. uh, sorry, Maria and Mary. Our names are named together close um, <laughs> together. Well, yes, obviously, of course. But um, like this service has been going for over 30 years, it's a very safe service. Um, It's also a a very safe choice for um, healthy pregnant women. And without the option of a home birth service, people in rural Cork and Kerry will be, you know, faced with only three options. And some of those options are not safe. So, you know, birthing a home uh, alone, a lot of women uh, would consider that option. Um, and then, you know access to the hospital service they'll have to travel long distance while they're giving la- in labor and um, and that's also risking giving birth at the side of the road i mean it's a lot safer to have your your midwife beside you in your home um that you know unless you' you know continuity of care is huge it's very important for women when they're pregnant um and then there's also. The, the risk of um, inductions rising they're already rising um, because uh, women will have to go in to the hospital and have you know unmedical um, inductions you know they they there won't be a clinical reason for them having to have an induction it'll be more for uh, convenience uh, which is also a risk to the mother and the baby I've
2: often heard that that a lot of people don't like induction now when, when my children were born induction was almost happened all the time now the thinking has changed has it
0: well an induction is um, a very medicalized procedure like and usually the baby isn't ready to be born um when there's an induction happening there's a unless says you know unless the mother is very overdue um and there's a risk to the baby but a lot of inductions are done for convenience. That's like 37
2: weeks, 38 weeks. I see. So, in other words, like your, your, your due date might be, for argument's sake, your due date may, may, might be the 3rd of November. Yeah. Uh, you might be induced on the 3rd of November to make it happen, is what you're saying. And that's a bit medicalized. Maria, I, I'll come back to you. Mary Cronin, bring you back in there as, as, as the midwife. Um, Just on the induction thing first, uh, has the thinking changed on it? Because it was fairly commonplace when my kids were born.
1: Induction PJ is very common, I think, and probably even as high as 30, 40 percent, probably of first-time mothers, I'd say, Mm -hmm. Um, and once you're on the induction pathway, this is a highly medicalized birth, as Maria said, and not without risks, and you're probably twice as likely to have a cesarean section, and you are probably four times more likely to have some form of instrumental delivery. Um, and that's because an induction is also f- much more painful than a spontaneous is labor. Okay. You know, because you go into a high level of pain very, very fast.
2: And inductions, they give you something, don't they? They give you oh, something yeah. to start. Well,
1: absolutely, with. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's drugs to ripen up the cervix, basically. And some first time moms, especially. Um, might be a couple of days being induced, you know, before they actually are in established labour. And okay. women don't know this. Okay.
2: That, that came up. I, I was just interested in what what Maria was saying there. Come back though to the the home birth situation. And again, forgive me. I, I'm just a layman, and more importantly, I'm just oh, yeah. a man. I'm just a man. Um, <laughs> so I would have thought that if you're doing something like giving birth, which is uh, you know, it's 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 something major that. If you want to do it at home, fantastic, Mary. You're there as the midwife. You're doing everything that needs to be done. Everything will hopefully go according to plan with with baby. But if it doesn't, wouldn't you like to be as close to a hospital as you can possibly be?
1: Okay. So um, first of all, there's no internationally. There's no evidence to support the fact that um, being away, you know, far away from a hospital makes things any safer. But in our service. So we, we know all our own clients, right? So we have our own caseload. They are risk assessed. They all go through a consultant who approves their pathway. this pathway of care. The ambulance service is set up for them at 36 weeks of pregnancy. They won't be having their baby at home, by the way, before 36 weeks of pregnancy. And the fact that they are risk assessed, they are now low risk. So the ambulance service knows about everybody. Uh, they have air code directions and, and, so, and when I arrive in the home, I will be notifying the ambulance that I am there. Oh, I see. Now, yes. So, now, I mean, you know, again, the risk of something, of course, we, we, so basically, I'm an experienced so on, just, midwife. Just start just, just that again,
2: Maybe just, I'm just uh, yeah. breaking it down here for people who wouldn't. So, so you're going, f- for argument's sake, to, to Doris. Yeah. Okay, to a home birth. So, you're on your way down to Mary and Doris, it's all been planned, it's all been okayed by the consultant, everything is is good to go, Mary's almost ready, baby's almost ready to come, and you, as you set out, you're contacting the ambulance service to almost say, look, I'm down with with Mary in Doris, and I'll let you know when everything is finished, but in case we need you, is that how it works?
1: Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. That's oh, I didn't exactly know that. how didn't it know that. Exactly, and I think most of the public don't know this. You know, this is all well set up beforehand. So there's a okay. paramedic
2: literally ready to go if Mary exactly. needs it. Exactly. 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 Gotcha. Okay.
1: You know, and my experience—I mean, I'm always amazed at how fast the ambulance arrives if I need them. Now we'll be making very different decisions down in Doris PJ to the woman who's in Wilton. You know, when we, if we have any, you know, we, we know these women antenatally because we do all of their care. I do all of the women's antenatal care. She also is a GP and she has been booked into the hospital and has had all her scans as well. But I'm, I'm probably the one that knows her best. I am the one that knows her best. So, you know, again, I think because I'm an experienced midwife, and this is what I specialize in for more than 30 years now, You can you can preempt things coming the vast majority of the time. And I'm going to be saying to Mary and Doris, no, you know, we're not going to carry on here anymore. We're actually going to transfer to hospital and have the rest of your care in hospital. And especially first-time moms. Our first-time moms, 50% will be transferred to hospital and labor, as high as 50%. And that's for safety reasons. I
2: see. You know, because
1: first-time moms, first babies don't tend to come in a hurry. And when when a mother has one night without sleep, you know, she's exhausted. And that's red flag number one.
2: Yes.
1: She's not going to be at home any longer. So, you know, and that and what happens then, PJ, is I go with her to the hospital. So she still has her midwife in the hospital with her. And I will be there for the birth with her. And then postnatally, I will be visiting her for two weeks at home to help her to adjust with her baby and feeding. And, you know... The public don't know this. This is a no. fantastic service no. and it's free. This I hadn't free a notion money.
2: that there was all that in it. And I get yes. the sense yes. from you, Mary Cronin, and we've never met. Uh, the first time speaking to maybe I might have spoken to before. This is what you're saying is this is what I do. I'm damn good at it. And if something goes wrong, I'll sort it out.
1: Absolutely. And and we're CJ, we're we're trained midwives, you know, like in other countries like over the water in the UK, for example, I'll give you an example. I, I worked for five years as a community midwife in London before I returned to Cork. Um, I was there for about 10 years. I came back PJ in 1994, so I'm here nearly 30 years now. But when I came back, the word midwife wasn't even mentioned here. So I wanted to work like I worked in London. There were 24 community midwives in my area in London, And there were only two and a half thousand births in the hospital I was working at, but there were twenty-four community midwives. When I there are twenty community midwives here nationwide still, thirty years later. That that you know this is where we're at. So when I came back, I set about. Um, There was a couple of other midwives practicing, my my wonderful colleague Elkie Hasner as well, and she's in McCroom, practicing at the time. And we set about setting up the service with the Southern Health Board, as it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, PJ, I I say this sometimes, that it was like I had horns in my head, you know. (laughs) But, But honestly, we got there, seven years going to meetings, and eventually we got the service going in 2001.
2: Well, well, well there's protest. so much more to that but service than, than I had ever thought, yes. as, as you explained to me. Maria, can I co- come back to you? The protest on Sunday is against this decision by the HSE. Um, why are people yes. protesting?
0: Well, first of all, can I attest to everything that Mary said there? Because as a service user, she was my midwife, and uh, she's am- she's amazing. <laughs> and um, so why, why, why are we protesting as service users? Because we don't want this... Um, Choice to be lost for um, the rural women in Cork and Kerry and the families. Obviously, Um, it's as I said, like it's it's such a safe choice. It's such a professional service. I mean, like it's it's literally the Rolls Royce of birthing, and and so many people don't know about it. And the options are being whittled down all the time. Like Um, Ireland has a very limited set of choices in respect to maternity care already. Like. Um, you know we have no birth centers and there's very few midwifery led options as well yeah um so home birth really is the you know the next safest choice
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah. and it's an alternative to a ch- child birth hmm. i mean not everybody wants to have their baby in a hospital and like i mean at the moment with midwifery staffing being so low as well like it's 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 a very very safe option so yeah. We have um, we will have um, Cork City Councillor Garrett Kelleher coming along on Sunday, and Holly Cairns and Christopher O'Sullivan. He's already um, spoke up about this in okay. cabinet, um, so we're hoping to have a very good turnout.
2: Okay, it's inter- it, it's uh, again it's something I knew little little or nothing about. Uh, uh, but
1: PJ, can I also can sorry. I also say that um, like this is the the only choice that women have outside of 30, not the 30 minute or the 30 K radius. This is the only choice that rural women have apart from a hospital birth. I mean, they have, they have like, if there was a birthing center, if there was other choices like, like, or or internationally, you know, but there's nothing. So now they have to just toe the line really and go to hospital. So no one's listening to, to them. Um, and as I said, we have we have a, we have a safe service going for the last um, th- uh, since two thousand and one. Um, I mean, we had there was four hundred and seventeen uh, babies booked nationally in two thousand and twenty one, and one hundred and fifty six of those babies were born in, were, were with our service. Mm. Now, our trans How many of
2: them were yours, Mary? How many did you?
1: Um, I did forty last year.
2: Well, John, you. <laughs>
1: And and I would say PJ I've probably done 6 to 700 since I came back from the UK in 1994.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up.
2: And tell me something, um, how many times in that 400 would you have had to rush away
1: to the hospital? Very occasionally, actually. Very occasionally. But but always ready. You know, yes. we're not oh, out there with I didn't nothing. Realize, I had we,
2: no idea about the ambulance thing. Not a clue.
1: Yeah, yeah. But PJ, we have, we, we, we train, we do, we, we do obstetric emergency drills. Every year, every year, and every we have to sign. You should see what we have to sign up to, to be to be on a contract with the HSC. We have a memorandum of understanding. And last year, I had to do forty hours of work to make sure I was up to date in go. every single obstetric emergency.
2: So, so you, you, yeah. you, you you so you so, know so, what you're at.
1: Absolutely, and so we are ready for every emergency. Starts with the ambulance, and then our skills. So and why is we, the HSE imposing bring this
2: limitation then? They say
1: to hospital and that's my experience.
2: So why do you think they're doing this?
1: Because they don't believe it's safe and they're not looking at the evidence. Right. Okay. And okay. in fact, you know, we, had, um, we have a group that we were, we were, on, we were on a group to, with the HSE to, to basically look at all of this. And, they, um, and basically the HSE counterparts within the group um just decided but the but the actual midwives uh, on the group weren't listened to and this is another like this is a big issue yeah you know the midwives objected to this and there was no listening within the group before a recommendation was made.
2: I'm going to move on from yourself and Maria. Mary, thank you both. Maria Cronin, who is a community midwife, and Maria O'Sullivan from Ames, Ireland, the Association of Improvements in Maternity Services. Continue the conversation, though, next, a couple of mums who've had home births. If you have any thoughts, I'd love to hear them. Um, are Are you preparing? I'd love to talk to someone who's preparing for a home birth, or who's just had one but particularly someone who's preparing for a home birth uh, and, and why you want to have a home birth. Now, Catherine Harrissey, we regularly talk to Catherine on the show about matters to do with child psychology, but you've got a connection to this as well. Mary was your midwife, Catherine. Morning.
3: Good morning, PJ. Yeah, uh, Mary and Elkie were my midwives for two of my births. And um, it was, like I heard Maria saying, it was a Rolls-Royce experience. That's exactly what it was for me. I had an absolutely incredible experience. You know, and Mary was talking about how well she knows the women that she works with. Like, that's exactly it. You get to know your midwife so, so well. They can almost predict everything that is going to happen. And, and why did it you would want a
2: home birth, Catherine, in particular?
3: So my first birth was in the hospital. I had a wonderful experience. And, you know, I had made the decision that for my first birth, I wanted it to, to be in the hospital. And I know the stats that first, first home births, uh, sorry, first births are more likely to transfer to the hospital. So I made a decision that I wanted to have the first one in the hospital and it was lovely. And then for my second pregnancy, I had become more interested in home births and um, I, I live uh, not too far from Mary. And after meeting her for the first time, then I knew it was right for me. Mm. And, but, you know, you still you still have it in your head that you may transfer. Yes. You know, like Mary, the very first session with Mary, she talks through exactly what the possible outcomes could be. So you certainly do not go into this with your eyes closed thinking you're going to have a magical home birth. You know that anything could happen, just mm. like in the hospital, anything could happen. Mm. And, I suppose,
2: Catherine, is if, if the anything should happen in the hospital, the white coats are but seconds away. But if anything should happen at home, you have Mary, but the white coats are an hour away.
3: Well, you see, I'm data driven. You know me, I like to talk about research. Yeah. So when I was considering a home birth, I looked into all the research and all the statistics and I make my decisions based on that rather than fear. Look, we all can have fear around anything to do with parenting, whether it's the birth thing or any other aspect of parenting. But we've got to make our decisions based on data and based on research. Yes. So when I looked into the research and I looked at my own personal circumstances and I knew that this was just as safe for me as being in the hospital. And then with my twins, I had to have them in the hospital because that was what the HSC deemed safer for twins. Yes. And, you know, I didn't want that to be the case, but that's what I did. Yeah. You know, so it's case by case. It's looking at risks. Now, in other countries, twins are birthed at it birth it at home, just it wasn't part. It, it wasn't an option for me here in Cork under this scheme. But again, you know, I was I was happy to do that in the end because I looked at the research and I was like, okay, I'll go along with this. It's not even an option. But for for single birth for me at home, it was absolutely incredible. Now, I will say my parents were quite nervous, <laughs> and but afterwards, and my sister had a home birth as well, and afterwards they were saying, oh, it, there's no better place to birth than at home, because I was here, I had everything that I needed myself. I had my lovely home cooking, I wasn't away from my other children, and genuinely, it was just a fantastic experience, and you have a very, very high level mm. of care afterwards as well with the midwives coming to your home for all your checkups. It's really a beautiful experience. I would love everyone to have the option of it. Can I
2: ask a psychological question, Catherine, when I have you there?
3: Oh, of course. How do you
2: prepare your children for the fact that Mammy is having another baby and their little brother or sister will be born in the bedroom?
3: Yeah, it's I suppose it evolves really in it based on the children. And So look, children are really accepting of life. And, you know, my my own children, they just, this was just what was going to happen. They didn't have any expectations other than what I told them. Just that, you know, they knew Mary, because they were always around when I'd have the appointments with Mary. And and the second midwife then, they wouldn't have known Elkie as well, because the second midwife just comes for the birth. And so they totally trusted Mary. They could see that I was really happy. So the more relaxed the parents are, of course, the more relaxed the children will be. And, um, you know, I've had friends who've had home births and their children have been there. Um, So my first one, my, my eldest, she was actually in creche. Well, actually, she was at home when I was going into labor, so she knew it was happening. And then my second home birth happened during the night. So when they woke up in the morning their little baby sibling was there so it was actually really lovely for them as well you know they felt very much part of it and you know i told them look there's a possibility i'm going to be starting off at home there's a possibility i may have to go to hospital you know and i just talked them through that in a very child-friendly way i see that this was an option you know and sure, children are very accepting of, of everything it's all about how we presented ourselves i believe yeah
2: I think we we seem to have a lot more difficulty as adults processing stuff. You you use the right words to children and they go,
3: okay. Yeah, totally. And look, there are risks inherent with everything. There are risks with hospital births. Like Birthing is unpredictable. There are some very difficult outcomes that happen in hospitals. You know, it can happen in both places, both at home and in hospitals. And again, we just need to make our decisions based on data and research, and not fears.
2: Yeah, the numbers, the numbers tend to tell the truth. Thank you, Catherine uh, Catherine Hallis, a child psychologist, and uh, had several births at home with Mary as her midwife and Elke uh, there on the night. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Dan says, Mary Cronin was the midwife for both our children. Uh, she was amazing. Due dates has calculated, I believe, about a week before natural childbirth. So that would mean children are being induced a week early. I don't believe the HSE want home births at all. 0818 96, 96, 96. Uh, Maura, you said that on a good day, you're 50 minutes from the CUMH. So under this new rule you wouldn't be allowed to have a home birth. Morning.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Morning PJ. Yeah, I'm just uh, uh, off the Bantry line down near Dunman well. Um So yeah, it would take me a, a good 50 minutes to reach the hospital. Yeah.
2: And the Bantry line, even though it's a shortcut, isn't the best of roads either.
4: Oh no, 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 no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've, I've driven it my, hundreds my of times,
2: work. but it's not a great yeah. road like
4: it's not a great road. And and my, my second birth was a, a snowy, icy Christmas morning, PJ. So if I had to travel up the road on that morning, God knows where the baby would have been born. So I was I was delighted to have the option of a home birth service.
2: So So you would be opposed to this rule, which the HSE says is for your yeah. and baby's own good.
4: Exactly. But, but as the midwives pointed out, the research has been done. Um, they've crunched the numbers and they've shown that it's safer options for women and babies. Uh, home birth, a monitored, well-serviced home birth like we have here um it produces excellent outcomes um you know that said uh, like catherine said things go wrong in hospital as they can do at, at home but you're so well monitored i used joke pj to people that um when i was the uh, you know preparing for the birth that if i had so much as an ingrown toenail they'd have transferred me to hospital it was so well monitored i felt so safe at home and so safe in the hands of the two professionals i had here
2: Yeah, did you? You didn't have to leave home on either occasion, no.
4: No, no, no. Well, I suppose um, luckily, I suppose in one way. But I, um, I had great prep done because, like everyone said, you get to know your midwife so well. It's almost as if your own mammy is a midwife and she's minding you. Um, and they prepare you that well for the birth. I had a lot of prep done myself, you know, um, hypnobirthing type of stuff, just preparing mind and body, if you like, to go, to get through it. And and I did, and I got there with their help.
2: You mentioned one being a snowy, icy Christmas morning. Yeah. yeah. And I know I'm doing what if here now, so forgive me. What if on a yeah. snowy, icy Christmas morning, Mary can't get to you?
4: Well, she almost didn't she had to come up oh, from Kinsale oh, It was a bit oh, of a trek oh, 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 right she <laughs> right on. was one, was our was our backup midwife and Elke, who lives just twenty minutes away, it took her the best part of an hour to get here so that it that was entirely a possibility um she I know the ambulance service was called, and I know that Elke had civil defense on call as well, <laughs> just to be sure to be sure and and quite close to me um uh there's there's been several people have, have had home births over the years and i kind of had people prepped and go you know if it comes to us will you come and help me out so uh i i kind of felt options were covered i was i was um as healthy as i was going to be mm. you know there was no indication that anything would go wrong uh, if there was i wouldn't have been allowed to stay at home but um i i think it, it, with the ifs and the what ifs, I, I think I I still would have felt fairly secure.
2: And and with the HSE now saying or suggesting, I don't know whether they're actually saying or suggesting that you'd be too far out for a home birth.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to me because like like they said, the, you know, They've, they've done the research. They've realized that home birth are a safe option for women and for babies. Um, and maybe what they need to do rather than taking away the service is provide more service. Like they were saying, you know, I mean, I'm halfway to, to Cork. Somebody, say, down in Castletown Bear or Alleyes or somewhere, they're much further. So or why Adrigal. not provide... <laughs> a, 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 exactly. Why not provide birthing centers? No disrespect uh, to Adrigo,
2: but like it might as well be on another planet with regards to medical services.
4: Well, and and I'm sure if you put the call out, you you'd hear from many people who've had babies from from bare and further yes, um, sure what we well, you can't get but who, who've had babies in the car on the way to hospital, and they would have possibly been much better off <laughs> to stay at that's home. That's a lot
2: more stressful for everybody involved. Absolutely, that's a minor, Seriously, a lot more dangerous. <laughs> Maura, thank you and uh, cheers. How how old are yours now? Thank by the good. way, uh,
4: the oldest one is 15, and the Christmas baby is nearly 12.
2: Nearly twelve. All
4: right.
2: Cheers, yeah. <laughs> Mara. Thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. The love in the room, I may tell you, for Mary Cronin and Elke, uh, but Mary in particular. Uh, <laughs> she's been here, clearly delivering babies, practically with her eyes closed for years in houses and homes across the county of Cork. She's trusted. She's loved. And she's clearly quite brilliant at what she does. And you kind of wonder, why is it then? Why is it that some suit in the HSE has decided, oh no, oh no, 30 minutes is the limit. That protest is on Sunday at, uh, is it midday? Half 12, half past 12
4: is CUMH. Courts 96 FM.